We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth! I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're gonna need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello and welcome to uh, another Thursday night on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, the top station on your dial or on the uh, Unscripted the Film Show podcast on the General Pop Culture Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Lewis, sitting across from me is Cecilia. Hello. And uh, sitting uh, the other across from me is not Rachel because she's sick. So oh, bummer. We hope that she gets well and gets uh, back here and tells us about all the stuff that she's been watching while she's been sick. Well, that's the good. thing you do when you are not well. You can sit down, relax, and then watch what's on on the streaming. I was going to say the, t- the telly, but who watches the telly anymore? We all watch the, the streaming. Well, you, you and I can do that, obviously. But, yeah, uh, yeah Rachel is a, is a parent. She is a and parent. She's, even if she's sick, she's got responsibilities. She has parental duties. That's Absolutely. right. Must be, must be hard. See, so that's you. what people should think about before having kids. <laughs> <laughs> never, PSA, please. Yeah. PSA. Yeah. Never again will you be able to just, like, <laughs> chill out, even when you're sick. Oh, <laughs> isn't it funny when you do feel really unwell and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I'm, I'm just by myself at the moment. I don't have to worry about anybody else. But um, I do... Yeah, I do remember my poor mother being sick sometimes as a kid and, and she, my brother and I would just run wild yeah. while she tried to recover and, um, yeah, not good. But, um, yeah, it must, must be tough, must be tough. Yeah, and the other thing is those, those kids, they, they go to school and they, they pick up all the sickness and they bring it all home. They do, and it's, it's just this roundabout, never-ending very, carousel ride of very true. sickness. I I went to my uh, my dermatologist this morning because I, I, every every week I go to my dermatologist because I get light box treatment for my psoriasis, mm. um, and on the door at the uh, dermatologist it said uh, uh, if you're here for a uh, measles test um, then just you know let us know and we'll we'll take you into the the office. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what decade are, are we living in? I had measles as a kid. Yeah, but we, it had pre, been pretty much wiped out because, mm. you know, uh, people got their kids vaccinated. Yeah. And now we're in a situation where measles is back. Sure is. There's something, and you had measles. I How had bad measles. is it? It's pretty, I remember being in bed for a really, really long time. And I can't remember much of it, but yeah, I was in bed for, and I, like, isolated mm-hmm. from the outside world because obviously you're infectious. So um, I remember, yeah, I remember that quite well and um yeah i remember just sleeping a lot well it wasn't a pleasant experience that's for sure Mm, mm. um but i wasn't nowhere near as sick as i guess um i I think i must have been vaccinated for it and i didn't cop it as bad as you would expect so I, i was absolutely fine i just had to isolate and um 
I just remember, yeah, being stuck in a room for a really long time. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I can remember having as a child, one of those childhood diseases, mm-hmm. uh, is chickenpox. Mm. And that was sucky as well. I, I, I don't hear about people having chickenpox anymore, so I think they must yeah. vaccinate against that as well. Yeah, I haven't heard that for a while either. I remember there was literally maybe one or two kids as a child that got that when we were out of school, and that was it. So it, it's good to see these, uh, yeah, kind of dissipate. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, just being careful, washing hands, being hygienic uh, when you're out school. Well, I think with the, with the measles and that, that sort of thing, it, was, it pretty much got wiped out mm. and there was herd immunity there. Yeah. And then these people were like, oh, vaccination's bad. And then yeah. some people stopped vaccinating their kids and now we're in a situation where it's back. And we do not want things like that back. So uh, please uh, vaccinate your kids. <laughs> That's please, what it comes down please to. Please do. Um, now, uh, yeah, I, I've talked talk before about my car, the RAV4, mm-hmm. and I got an update today uh, because I ordered this thing like literally a year ago this month. It's been a while. Um, and uh, very excited about it. It's going to be going to be good. For, and uh, yeah, so I ordered it, and yeah, I was given a year. Like, and that was a long time back back a year ago. Going, mm-hmm. it's going to be a year, and I was like, oh well, it's a year. Fine, I'll I'll wait. And now it's been almost a year, and uh, apparently I'm like 34th in line to get my Rav4 Cruiser at the the Toyota dealership I'm going through. Oh my god, 34th! And they're getting like four or five a month <gasps> if they're lucky. So you could be waiting another six to twelve months. Uh, I, I'm I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that um, I'm waiting on the more six four to six months. Four side to of six months. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's 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 really bad. And do you know? I, I think a lot of it comes down to uh, they they find it hard to get parts like mm-hmm. semiconductors and things like that. And the reason is is because that the majority of these these components come from a little place in the world called China mm-hmm. and China has been uh, you know really hit hard by COVID and really hit hard by their stupid desire to have zero COVID which is an impossibility now mm-hmm. um, and so they're just not getting the components out there and so because you've got one country you know, we've put all our eggs in one Chinese basket we have then there's no one else we can rely on to make these parts and so I hope I'm hoping that the uh, you know uh, the, all the uh, people in the world who make these decisions about what things get made and stuff like that start going, people in Australia maybe go, maybe we should start making things here again, you know, not being so reliant on getting them made in, you know, places with cheap labour overseas. You know? Yeah, I hope we have learned something from all of this <laughs> because, yeah, it, it, it's and it's not just, you know, car parts, it's lots of other things like working in the, the health industry, for example, there's a lot of medications and, and vaccines that aren't you know, able to be, you know, manufactured or imported and that's having, you know, pretty devastating effects too. So, yeah, it's all types of things that we need to consider doing here in in Australia and taking back control of and um, being our own little country. I mean, I, I suppose it's easier said than done, but, you know, we've got to start somewhere. Well, so. I, I, think, I think that uh, WA seems to be heading in the mm-hmm. right direction, where we seem to be, like, trying to get into to new kind of industries. So. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully that that uh, that will be the case, and we'll just stop uh, thinking that the world revolves around digging stuff out of the ground and sending it overseas. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Let's make cars here, people. Well, we used to you know, <sighs> Holdens and and Fords, mm-hmm. and 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 there was that that rivalry between people. That you're either a Ford person or a yes, Holden person. Yes, that's true. And, and now we we don't really have that anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of yeah, it's just uh, it's very sad. So hopefully we'll get back into to making stuff uh, locally, and that'll be good. Uh, but we 
things that well yeah they're actually talking about locally made stuff um there's uh, a a tim minchin uh tv show uh it's on binge Mm -hmm. it's called upright uh and it's got uh millie what's millie's last name she was in um house of dragons um and she was playing one of the lead characters in house of dragons i'm not sure i have seen the adverts to because it's in season two now isn't it this tv show because i remember when season one hit there was a lot of you know um i remember seeing the adverts to it multiple times and thinking oh yeah didn't really seem up my alley but at the same time I never gave it a go so you know it's uh, Millie Alcock uh, is the um, is the, mm-hmm. the the other actress and uh, well, actor sorry I apologize mm-hmm. uh, the other actor oh and uh, just I've been told that uh, there's vaccinations for chickenpox and shingles brilliant there, there you go uh, and uh, so the yeah so Upright uh, is an Australian uh, TV show, so locally made, mm-hmm. um, and it is about a, a, a guy who is uh, Lucky Finn, uh, who's a musician mm-hmm. uh, from the east. I think he's in Sydney in the first um, first series, and he is trying to drive from uh, new, from yeah, somewhere in the east coast, somewhere <laughs> over there. He's trying to drive from the east coast to Perth <laughs> to see his mum before he dies. But he's bringing a piano with him for reasons. Okay. Uh, and when uh, when he's travelling, he uh, gets crashed into by Millie Orcock playing Meg, and they they form a a uh, reluctant partnership and decide to come to Perth because Meg says her mum is in. Kalgoorlie, mm-hmm. and so uh, they drive across the uh, the country, and they they come to Perth. It's a really interesting um, show because obviously you got uh, Tim Minchin playing Lucky Finn, mm-hmm. and he's in his forties, and you've got Millie Alcock, and she's playing a girl, a teenage girl, a young mm-hmm. teenage girl. Um, so it's not. A you know, generally speaking, if you make a TV show or a movie about an old dude and a teenage girl, it's going to be really, really creepy, and uh, you know, possibly it'll give you, you nightmares. Um, but in this case, it's it's kind of interesting to see you know, a friendship between you know two people. Uh, uh, put, let me make sure you understand this, like. A totally above board platonic friendship. I did yeah. get that though from when I when I watched the adverts, yeah. I got it was more a friendship that they form, yes. like well, it, reluctantly, but maybe it's kind of it's kind of like I think he, well, he's a man child, yeah, and so it's you know he kind of takes on a father figure role, mm-hmm. but a very immature father. <laughs> So, um, but it's, yeah, it's a really good show and it's like nice to see uh, Australia represented uh, in the way it is represented in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's two seasons of it. And when you watch the first season, you're like, well, how, how are you going to do a second season of this show? And then when they do it, it's it's great. Like the, the first season is really good, but the second season, they kind of turn it up to 11 right. and just make things a little bit more ridiculous. Um, which is I, I kind of like that, like you know, to, to give it that bit more life. I don't know if you'd be able to do another season of the show uh, just based on on the fact that it's uh, the, the, the you know, both seasons are about them on a road trip. Yeah, and I don't know how you can you know kind of justify uh, another road trip with these guys because they seem to have 
in the two series, um, you know, they've, they've kind of worked on their demons. Mm. And I think they, they do come to a nice conclusion. So if you want to watch something that's just, you know, um, two seasons, and I think it's uh, uh, like eight episodes a season or something like that, and, you know, nice and nice and quick kind of watch, I, I'd highly recommend it. And it, it showed, I mean, it is Tim Minchin being Tim Minchin. The guy's got no acting range. <laughs> but... Tim Minchin is very entertaining to watch. Yes. So, yeah, I, I'd, uh, I'd highly recommend it. If you look for something uh, to check out, uh, I would go with that and uh, watch Binge. And <laughs> something else I learnt this week. Um, now, I'm a fan of wrestling, mm-hmm. you to a lesser extent. <laughs> yes, a recent newbie to the wrestling world, so definitely to a lesser extent. Uh, I, I found out this week that the WWE Network, which is a, uh, a standalone streaming service mm-hmm. for WWE where it's got like years worth of matches and you can watch all the new stuff and you can watch originally made content and all this kind of stuff and you pay, I think it was like 15 bucks a month yeah. for it. That is going away as of the, twenty, I think, 23rd or something like that of January and all that content is moving to binge. Mm-hmm. So if you have binge, you will have access to the WWE Network. You can watch, I think, at the moment, stuff that's streaming like on now. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, yeah, because they're moving everything over. So that's awesome. It's, it's just so weird. I don't know how it's going to work because obviously when you were in the WWE Network, you yeah. just went there and it was like Netflix but all everything Wrestling. was WWE. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if, if you're going to have a, like a subsection of binge where mm. that is going to be the same kind of format. Yeah, because so. at the moment you hit it and it's just what's playing at the moment. Mm. So, yeah, how they're going to do it. But... Um, there you go. Interesting. And it's not just the, um, the the TV shows. You also get all the pay-per-views and everything like that. Yeah. And you're paying less for Binge than there you, you pay for WWE Network. I know. I can finally cull some of my streaming. <laughs> I can get rid of one. I, well, I'll get rid of the WWE. Sorry. But I'll stay with Binge because I get more content. There. Well, I, I put it down to, to me because I uh, I left the WWE Network earlier this year because mm. uh, I said, you know, your quality your is not up to snuff. I don't like what Vinnie Mac's doing. <laughs> uh, I, think, uh, I think it's time for you have a good hard look at yourself. So I left yep. and I went to AEW mm-hmm. or Elite Wrestling. Uh, and now they're, they're kind of like, you know, they knew I had binge. So they were like, look, look, Lewis, we're on binge. And didn't Watch us again. More. Watch so, us. So I start now that Triple H has taken over the booking. Uh, this is really alienating a lot of Alice's. I apologize. <laughs> After Triple H took over the booking, it kind of like got a bit good again. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'm pretty darn pleased with it being back on binge. So I can have. I can have my fight from AEW. I can have a binge from a WWE. Um, so I'm happy. I'm a happy yeah. person. It's good news. It's good news all round. It is. It is. But I'll we... be saving 16 bucks a month, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Think of everything we can do with all that extra cash. A uh-huh. yeah. couple of extra coffees. <laughs> right. We're going to go to a uh, quick break and uh, come back and we will talk about the movies we're going to talk about, I think. That's what we should do. Yeah. There we go, and we're back. Um, what have we got to talk about this week? Oh, yeah, I watched Spirited. The, uh, the, um, uh, oh, I can't, every time someone says that, I'm like, is that an a, a anime? Because isn't there an anime called Spirited? Or is no, it, Spirited, Spirited Away. Away, thank you. <laughs> so Spirited is obviously a Christmas film, isn't it, with um, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. It is. Gotcha. It is. And like I'm like to much to uh, my wife Kat's chagrin, uh, I am a <laughs> massive fan of Bill Murray's Scrooge. Now, 
I I saw uh, Scrooge in the in the theatre. Um, it was uh, it was one a theatre that was in Perth, and mm. it was like just off the Hay Street Mall. It was I think it might have even been the Carillion where the when they had a theatre in, mm. in the Carillion Arcade. And uh, I went and saw this film and it was, you know, they, there weren't a lot of films breaking the fourth wall back in the day and, like, the end of Scrooge, that's what it is. It's Bill mm. Murray there talking directly to you in the audience. What more and, could you want? And so I just, I'm, I'm a big Bill Murray fan and I just, you know, I love Christmas mm. and I thought it was a little, you know, I was young, I thought it was a little bit naughty because <laughs> it was like, it was, they had the dancing girls yeah. and they had really low, low, low cut dresses <laughs> And you could see the top of their nipples. Oh, and, my goodness. And there was, a, there was a line in the film where you, go, you can see their nipples. I want to see their nipples. <laughs> and like, it was just, I, I, I just really, uh, yeah, I guess the purile, like, you know, sense of humor kind of appealed to me. Um, but when I saw the trailer for Spirited, I was just like, this kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Scrooge. Mm. So, um so we, we uh, on the weekend because now it is you know Christmas and I met. It, it's an appropriate time because I know you were holding off watching this for a little bit because you wanted it to be more Christmassy or that more festive. Uh, but now is certainly the the appropriate time, uh, being kind of early December. Exactly, exactly. And so uh, we we sat down and we we didn't. We've got a ha- bad habit of like starting to watch things like later in the evening, like you know watching TV shows first up. They're going right nine o'clock. We should start watching a movie. Who does that? <laughs> Um, stupid people, apparently. Uh, and so we, we started watching it and then, yeah, at a point we just crashed out and uh, we um, I think, I don't know if Kat crashed out and then I, I might have crashed out as well or if she crashed out and I went, well, maybe we should stop now mm. and then we'll pick this up at a later time. Still haven't got to get back to Enola Holmes, like uh, two. We, oh. we started watching that a few weeks ago and uh, I crashed out and uh, we haven't gone back to it yet. But we will, we will. But does that? then tell you maybe it's not necessarily a great movie because wouldn't you be super eager to get back to something if or is it more a time constraint thing it's more it's yeah it's kind of that because there's just so much stuff out there to watch it's kind of like oh what what do i do because if you really 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 loved it surely you would jump in the next like the next day but look that's just that's just (laughs) me um yeah well no we we did kind of get back into Spirit of, uh, maybe two days later because right. I think we had stuff to do. Um, and so uh, the it's an interesting concept because in this film uh, it's about the, the ghosts. So, you know, <laughs> past, present, future. Uh, they've got the Marley's ghost but he's kind of like your, just your introductory ghost and he's just like the same, you know, Marley's ghost was um, like somebody who Scrooge knew. And then they died and they came back and said, look, dude, yeah. buck up your ideas because I was crap in life and I'm crap in death and, and you really need to, like, be a better person. Mm-hmm. And so that was the start of the journey. And then you see the, the ghost of Christmas past where he comes and goes, look how terrible your Christmases were in the past and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, the present going, look at tiny Tim. He hasn't got a turkey. <laughs> uh, and then the future where he points at a grave and goes, you're going to die yeah. soon. <laughs> <laughs> and so the... Um, 
that, that that's what Scrooge uh, is. And in this, you you meet you know past, present, and future. Yeah. And every year they're doing this. So Scrooge wasn't the only guy they'd done it to. They've they'd done it to multiple people, and they've made them all into nice people. And uh, it, it's great. But you've got the uh, the um, the character that is played by Will Ferrell, who's present, mm-hmm. and he's kind of done this for a long time. And uh, he's like he's been pushed to go. Are you going to keep doing this or are you going to retire? And if he retires, he goes back to Earth and becomes a human. And it's a, so it's a, a thing about whether he keeps doing it or whether he goes back to Earth and has another crack at it. Yeah. Um, then you've got Ryan Reynolds who plays Clint Briggs and Clint is like uh, an irredeemable. So he's kind of a person who is parallel to Scrooge. He is, he's got no moral center point. He's, he's just an, uh, a horrible person who will do anything to get ahead, which is weird played by Ryan Reynolds who is the sweetest person in the world and you just go, he would, doesn't have a nasty bone in his body. Mm. Um, so it's interesting to see him uh, playing that role. But... You've got uh, uh, Octavia Spencer in this as well as uh, Kimberly, who is the executive assistant to uh, to Clint. Um, you've got uh, Patrick Page playing Marley. It's just uh, Sunta Manny playing Past. Uh, Tracy Morgan is the voice of uh, Christmas Yet to Come. Um, it's a really good cast, like just really enjoyable cast to watch. Um, but the thing I, I love most about this, it's a musical Oh, that I did not know. Yes, yes. It's a musical and it wears it's being a musical on its sleeve and it's and it's beautiful. Um so it, it but it is a twist on on Dickens. Uh well it's a it's a twist on the whole, you know, uh, Scrooge story. Yeah. And I like the way that they this this plays out. Um and you can just see, you know, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds are people who look like they're enjoying what they're doing anyway. But when you put these two people together, they really look like they're enjoying Magic it. Magic happens. So, yeah, I, I love this movie. I thought it was great. I just, uh, yeah, even though I've complained about made-for-streaming movies, mm. this one seemed to work. Okay. So, so I, was, I was very, very, very happy with it. Um, so if you're looking for something new to watch uh, this Christmas season, then I, I would I'd highly recommend uh, checking out um, Spirited, and then maybe do a back to back with Scrooged. Yes, great idea. No, that that's great to hear. Good Chrissy film. Uh, I'm always looking for something festive to watch. Hmm. That's not romantic because I always get stuck watching those silly Hallmark Christmas movies with my friends. So <laughs> this does not sound like that at all. Why do you recommend this? I think I will. I think I'll say let's watch something else or maybe we can watch Violent Night yeah. uh, instead. Uh, you know, that way we can move away from the romantic um, Hallmark films that just are uh, just not fun. Well, what was that, the, the one with... Um, oh, uh, um, I'm trying to remember. It's the one where the girl has a disease and the um, the guy, like, come over. Oh, it's, the cat's going to be, like, Wait, me. is this the one with um, – oh, we're both sitting here. <laughs> I know the one you're talking about. I absolutely know it. Yeah. And I don't necessarily put that in the same category as the Hallmark films. It's a little bit it, – it's kind of a bougie – I think we're thinking of the same film. Uh, Emily Last Cl- Christmas? Emily Clark. Last, Last Christmas. Christmas? Yes. Yeah. That I actually didn't 
Oh, I don't. I can't. I can't listen to that because that surely has got the Wham Last Christmas song in there. Yes. So you can't if you're trying to avoid Whamageddon. Yeah. You can't watch that film. I haven't lost either. So Rachel's lost though. I think she heard. Yes. Yeah. So I haven't heard it yet. So we can't watch Last Christmas because ta- I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Whamageddon last week, and Rachel goes sends me a text and goes, "I'm out." <laughs> Oh my god, I'm not out yet. Yeah. We're not out. So and, and then she, not only does she do that, she posts a video of her son. And I, I'm going, if I press this button uh, to play this, <gasps> oh my god, yeah. Am I going to hear Wham's and- Last Christmas? She went, oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's like, dude, dude, you're trying to like trying to get you out, trying to hobble me here. Yeah, no, it's we're, it's the eighth day in December. <laughs> so when does it? It officially ends on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Okay, so we've got. <laughs> A little bit of time left. Does that mean, does it mean it ends on Christmas Eve day or does it end like going Christmas Eve into Christmas day, like midnight? I would say midnight. Midnight. But, yeah, I would say midnight is when it, that would technically end. So, yeah, so if, we, if I can get all the way to, um, to Christmas Eve, I'm going to stay up till midnight and I'm going to play Wham's Last Christmas <laughs> right. at midnight. Okay, just to, just, 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 I beat you. I beat, I beat you. you. Oh, my God, I'm so yeah, I every time I go into the shops, I'm really cautious. I'm like, is it playing? I reckon I'm going to get out in the shops. It's going to be the shops that I get out in. But the only the only thing is, is that you're um, only out if you're real. If you recognise it, if you realise yeah. it, if you if you're ignorant and you don't know it's playing, then you can go all, all Christmas. I'm going to walk into stores with headphones on, <laughs> like, or I'm just going to order everything to my house <laughs> so that I don't have to set foot in a store because I'm determined not to hear that goddamn song. <laughs> but anyway. Um, Retail people would never be able to do it. No, just, they would lose no. time and time again. They yeah. would lose eight times a day probably <laughs> because it would just keep playing and playing and playing. But um, there you go. I am going to give um, Spirited four and a half, um, four and a half, um, like cool Santa jackets because Ryan Reynolds does wear this cool Santa like ish jacket. I think it's like a a red leather kind of number. Very nice, very nice, very festive. Very festive. Mm. Um, Alan, thank you for sending through uh, your favourite Christmas movies. Uh, the Christmas Chronicles and its sequel. Uh, Kurt Russell as Santa. What more could you want? I agree. Never seen these, but I do think what more could you possibly want? So uh, I'll give those a go. It's called uh, the Christmas. Chronicles, and there's a sequel to it. There you go. Brilliant. Uh, Christmas films. I'm going to give that one a go. Uh, so what else have we got to talk about on the, the show? Um, I, I went and saw, a, I think it's going to be a Boxing Day release, um, yeah. The Lost King uh, last night, which is um, the story about uh, the discovery of the bones of Richard III. Yes. I'm looking forward to seeing this. I'm seeing it next week because uh, I was not cool enough to stay up uh, late last night to watch Not this. one of the cool kids. I was not. So um, you were lucky enough to go to Camelot for the – it was the opening night of the outdoor cinemas it w- uh, too. It was. It was uh, the opening night of Camelot, which I, which I love. And this is a very um, – like, I know – uh, King Arthur is uh, like fiction and and that sort of thing, but it was a, a kind of cool um, to go to Camelot and Camelot. Uh, yeah, watch a movie about.
uh, a lost king. True. And there were some uh, ladies there. I think they must have been like, could you come along dressed as like maidens? And um, there was a guy there who was uh, King Richard. Um, or maybe was, that's just how they dress. <laughs> what could be. Could be. Um, they might have been like those uh, 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 um, people who do the uh, oh, Renaissance Oh, the fairs. Renaissance fairs, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, could you just check for me? Uh, what, I'm pretty sure it is a Boxing Day release. I believe it, it is because there's another screening um, that I'm going to see next week. But I believe it is the Lost King is a release. Oh, hold on a minute. There might be some early. Let's have a squeeze. So the 26th of December is so it is a Boxing Day release, but. I think there is potentially a few early screenings of this film as well. So, yeah, it was just—it's uh, amazing how many Boxing Day releases there are because there's yeah. this this film. Uh, there is La La Crocodile, uh, Puss in Boots. Um, I think uh, the the Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, they're this also one as well. Boxing Day, so it's going to be a lot of choice on Boxing Day to go and see. Yeah, and I think there always is. There was a couple more as well that I think I was looking at. I was like, oh, that's not going to be releasing till um, later as well. You've got, oh no, it was the ban- the Banshees um, that I was thinking of. But I have seen a couple of things this week if we want to delve into those. Do we want to go to a sponsor or do you, we, shall we talk about something first before we jump in? Yeah, because I was thinking like the Boxing Day films maybe, because after next week we will have seen all the Boxing Day releases. Yeah. So I thought next week we can do like a big block because we're not going to be in studio on the the 22nd of December because that's uh, the, the the one before Christmas. Mm. Um, so we're probably going to do a pre-record hopefully this weekend that we can well, just play. I was thinking I might come in and do a little show. Oh, yeah. Um, something a little different though. Right. So there might be some music, but I'm going to try and keep it film related. So, really you know, unless we want to do a pre-record, well, I guess this is what we can talk off, yeah, off air. We so can. We'll, we'll sort that out. Well, like we, I may be here or we may do a pre-record. We yeah. shall see. But, um, yeah, I do have a couple of films, um, new releases that I can um, delve into. Not Christmas or Boxing Day related, but uh, they are both out now. Excellent. So uh, one is called uh, Stars at Noon, which is in cinemas now, and then another is a Netflix uh, release called The swimmers. Shall I jump into one or should we do well, a sponsor? We'll do, we'll do a, 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 um, a bit of a ad first. And Let's do it. If you, are, if you are thinking, if you're living in the area of the Fremantles, um, <laughs> which there, there is lots of area of Fremantle. There is. Um, there, and you feel like going and see a Boxing Day movie on um, Boxing Day, which would be a good time to go and see one, uh, then possibly you could go to this place. Did you know that Fremantle has its very own art house cinema? You'll find Luna on Essex, midway along Essex Street in the heart of Fremantle, screening an incredible variety of niche, foreign language and quality mainstream films in comfortable and intimate surrounds. It feels more like your own home movie theatre rather than a cinema. Catch up with friends for a pre-show drink in the fully licensed Alfresco area or enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese platter during the movie. Check out what's on along with details of forthcoming films, festivals and added value events at lunapalace.com.au. Oh, and one other thing as well is that the week after, so the week, the, the, that tweener week, that's you know, yeah. not quite Christmas, not quite New Year's. That weird, weird yeah. week. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I, I was going to make a I was going to make a comment, uh, and I'm I'm not going to make it because it's very rude. I'll tell you off there. <laughs> um, but the yeah, so that that week uh, we are going to do our top ten and our bottom fives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got to put those together, and it, and it was we were reminded um, by by Alan because he's already I think he's already started putting things together. I think that's really really efficient of you, Alan, um, yeah. because <laughs> I always leave it to the very last minute and then go ah, but that will be the 29th. We'll be yeah, doing that one. Yeah. So. I, I've got to go to. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if uh, Rachel does it, but she usually like lists like uh, it's in a diary all the time. She does. She has a book and she records everything. And I start out like that in the start of the year, and then I just forget. What I can do though is because in my uh, phone I've got the calendar of when I go and see movies, so I could just go through there. So I will Mm. know, and hopefully I'll like put put them all in there. Do you remember Um, what you scored them though, or do you? No, because sometimes I forget my scores. Yeah, uh, and some. Sometimes after a few months or weeks go by, I think differently about films. Like I can see a film and think this is fantastic and then walk away and go, oh, was it actually that good? And vice versa. And I remember I scored a film and I can't remember if it was this year or last year, really highly. And now that I think about it, I think that was actually really not a great film. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think the film I'm thinking of is Annette. You know the one with... Adam Driver and Marion. Yeah, I wouldn't be talking about that, yeah. And I think I scored it really highly and now I think about it, I go, that was actually a terrible film. What was (laughs) I thinking? So, I don't know. But I guess if you've got the films that you see, because I do the same, put them in my calendar. Mm. So, at least we've got some kind of guide. Mm. I definitely have a few that already spring to mind. So, that's usually the easier part. But then it's just finding a few more. But I um, I think the problem is that you're... You tend to have a much clearer um, memory mm. of the films you've seen most recently. Yeah. So, like, I'd forgotten the Batman. Which yeah. Can the years blend in yeah. too? Sometimes you're like, oh, that was a great film. Hang on, that was last year, yeah. not this year. The, the years blend in. Also, the actors playing the characters blend in. It's like, oh, yes, the Batman was great. Ben Affleck was perfect. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've got that wrong. I've got That's that wrong. That's brilliant. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, it's so we'll be yeah working towards uh, doing that, and that'll be that uh, that show in between Christmas and New Year. Good good time to do it, I reckon. Good time so to do. if you have your own uh, top ten and bottom five. Um, Please put that together. I'll put a, a little posting uh, tonight on our Unscripted The Film Show Facebook page. We're going to drop the, uh, the little hyphen between Unscripted and The Film Show because mm-hmm. apparently that makes things difficult to search for. Oh, there you it, go. It looks cool, but, yeah, it's apparently not good. So uh, so we're going to move, uh, move away from that. But... Um, so if you go and search for Unscripted the Film Show, if you're not already following us on Facebook, please go and do that. Uh, and you can also go to your uh, podcasting app of choice, mm-hmm. put in Unscripted the Film Show, and then uh, you know, like us. And so if you do miss the live show, which apparently now you can actually go onto the Radio Freeman website and you can go and listen to a lot of our back episodes there as well. So yeah. there's so much choice. Which is really, really awesome. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, a couple of really good shows coming up. We'll do the Boxing Day releases and then we'll do the top ten, bottom five, and then we can always do what we're looking forward to. So, so many good things. There is. Um, there is. Keep, keep listening in. Keep listening in. But let me tell you about a few films. Excellent. Uh, Stars at Noon. I'm a little bit late to this one. It was officially released uh, at the end of last month. Is still in cinemas now, so you can still go and see it. It's directed by Claire Dennis, who uh, you'll know from Chocolat. 
uh, and a film called The Intruder. But this film is based on the 1986 novel by Dennis Johnson, also titled Stars at Noon. Uh, it's set in uh, Nicaragua. 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 Thank you. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I said that wrong. Uh, so the novel is set in 1986. However, uh, this one's set in present day, kind of in the midst of COVID as well. But you've got uh, an American abroad kind of in trouble set up. So we meet this American Trish played by Margaret Qualley. Uh, and she's this freelance journalist, a bit of a foreign correspondent. And the film follows her as she beds a series of military and political players with this goal of making enough money to um, get, regain her passport and head back to the United States. She's lost it at this point. But she meets this guy, Daniel. He's a Brit uh, played by Joe Alwyn. And he's this businessman. He's a little bit, he's got this shady business deal going down something's going on and they have this real passionate affair and kind of Trish gets caught up in his troubles leading them to make a bit of a run for the coast and without going into too much and spoiling things um yeah it's interesting because I think the novel is set in the country's 1984 revolution so there's some real political undercurrents whereas we kind of lose that in the present day setup. So it doesn't quite have the same effect, I think, as, as the novel does or that time so frame. So the book is a period piece. Yes. And this is just uh, is set present. in modern time. It yeah. is. So you have the real political um, undercurrents that were kind of in the 80s. I think there was a lot of, um, you know, political stuff happening in the country mm. at that time. But you tend to lose that in this and it kind of just becomes an erotic thriller. That's weird. That's yeah. it's weird that you have a book set in one time period. Yeah. I mean, it's like I can understand if there'd been adaptions of this book done previously. Yeah. And they go, we want a fresh take on it. Let's do it on a, a like a modern version of it. Mm. That I can get. Like Little Women's been done like you know that that sort of way, and um, you know, other even like Scrooge. I mean, we yeah. see the modern version of that. But to have a book and then just make a massive change to what the essence of the book is. Exactly. Seems very strange. Yeah, so it kind of just becomes that erotic thriller. It doesn't have, um, I, I guess, the same. I mean, I, I've not read the source material, so I can't really compare, but I, I just know having done my research that there was, yeah, a lot of political part to it, whereas, yeah, you don't quite get that. It's, it's quite lengthy as well, and it's just, I think, an excuse to have an erotic thriller <laughs> between two actors, and you kind of get lost in that it kind of becomes a little bit blasé and um you know repetitive in that that part but look some of it was interesting and I think you know I I, I think I would have liked to have seen this set in the 80s mm. I think that would have been the take that I would have gone for but you know at the same time people do appreciate something that is in the modern times so I, I prefer things honestly like you know when when you do set things in the eighties, mm. you don't have to think about things like the internet and <laughs> mobile phones and, and and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it, it kind of it makes things a little bit easier. Yeah, sure. You got to um, you know, make sure your sets look you know period correct, and you, yeah. you got to make sure that your actors have the right haircuts and stuff like that. But still, I think it's worth it, and particularly when the, the source material is set in the eighties. Mm. It's just yeah, very strange. It is, <clears> but <throat> nonetheless, it's a film that's out now, and you know it, it is. Yeah, um, it, it's slow, a little bit unconventional in art stream. 
um, or art house, mm-hmm. I should say, with that erotic. But, you know, some people do like that erotic kind of romance, uh, you know, two people aboard and meet. So it's that type of film. But I'm going to score this a two. A two, two, two. What am I going to give it? Two. <laughs> I haven't even thought about this. Uh, two. Were I can't the, think of anything creative. Were the pe- people in Nicaragua? Uh, and I'm, I'm not pronouncing it correctly either. I'm getting the, the start of it right, but the end of it's Nicar- wrong. Nicaragua. Um, but the is it like a tobacco-y kind of place, a cigar-y kind of place? I think so. Let's score it two cigars. Thank you. There you <laughs> go, two cigars. Um, I couldn't think of anything creative yeah. to score, only because I kind of zoned out in this film, unfortunately, which is just I think Claire Dennis as a director tends to go for things that are a little bit more kind of aesthetic like chocolate, for example, mm, mm. and she likes those slow burn romances and that's what this is. But I guess something completely different, which is on Netflix, is a film called The Swimmers. And this, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this story. It's based on a true story, but it tells the story of Mardini, the Mardini sisters, Yersa and Sarah Mardini, who are swim champions in Syria, really, really good. And Yersa kind of dreams of representing her country at the Olympics. And the story really focuses on chronicling their 2015 journey from Berlin as they escape war-torn Syria. And, yeah, it's this interesting look at that. And it's it's 2 hours and 14 minutes long. And it's a little bit bloated, the film, but... And the film does try and kind of represent a lot at once and and whatnot. But, yeah, it's just an incredible look at these sisters' journey from Syria to Berlin as refugees and how they get there and then how it almost feels like two films. So the first part is them getting to Germany Mm -hmm. and, and Berlin and the second part is them kind of setting up their life there and, you know, trying to get to the Olympics. Uh, But to go from one country to another as a refugee and still carry out your goals to become, you know, swimmers is, is just remarkable. So are they representing Syria or Germany? So one of the sisters ends up representing Germany because they end up over there. And, yeah, it, it's interesting, but the sisters in the film are actually played by real-life sisters, Natalie and um, Manal Issa, I think I've got that right. But... Um, yeah, I, I think the film does represent try and represent too much. Mm-hmm. It's quite long, and you you don't get to sit with that emotional those emotional moments. So, I think the the subjects in the story are really incredible, and the story is amazing, and it's such an eye opening look at being a refugee. And but I think, and there's a lot of potential to the film, but I think it needed to be a bit more patient mm. and, and paced a little bit better, or perhaps one of those films where you don't necessarily try and fit everything in at once because it really felt like two films. This part where they're, you know, journeying to Germany, mm-hmm. <laughs> to Germany, and then they get there and then it's their dreams to become Olympians. Mm. You almost just need one part of the story, which is maybe them getting there. And then you can have the bit at the end where it tells you, in the end, they did this kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. So instead of having the like the the, two, yeah. the, 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 the whole, whole story in because it's, it's done in two hours and fourteen minutes, yep. so it's a lot of story to fit into that that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can I can see you, you you're looking at kind of like that that whole you know devastation, the salvation, and then the triumph is what they they kind of yep. get in that uh, in that time period. Yeah. 
Whereas, yeah, I, I really enjoyed their part of, you know, being, you know, there's this wonderful scene where they're, they're on a boat with, you know, so many other refugees mm. and it, it's it's just too heavy to support them all. And these girls have to jump out and swim aside the boat oh, to, to get some of the weight yeah. out of it. And, you know, luckily they're really, they're champion swimmers mm. so they can do this. So I think that's incredible. And I think the story itself is is fantastic, but... It's the filmmaking that kind of doesn't do it justice, oh, that's unfortunately. Shame. But I still think it's a remarkable story and worth watching if you want um, to see, yeah, just something incredible. And so um, what would you score the swimmers? I'm going to score this three life jackets. Three life jackets. And is the is a swimmer, is this uh, the one that's on the streaming? Or is this, yeah, it is, this uh, is on Netflix. On Netflix, okay. Yeah. yeah, and Stars at Noon is in cinemas. So cinema release and a Netflix Excellent. release. There you go. No, it's, it's good that you, yeah, it's so much, there's just so much stuff out there and uh, there's so much streaming. There was another show, um, I think it was on Netflix, uh, that was a, an Australian show, but it was about an American, uh, I think, doctor who escapes like uh, something in America and comes to Australia. And I haven't watched it yet, but it looks really cool. So I'm very excited about checking that out. It does it's, look interesting. It's got one of the um, uh, it's got one of the guys from uh, Auntie Donna in it, but playing oh. a serious role. So oh, that'll um, be fun. Interested to see what that that looks like. Uh, but yeah, I think we've better go to uh, our one final ad before uh, we come back and uh, you know wrap up this last 50 minutes of the show. Uh, the president at the end of that uh, that ad there. <laughs> um, the uh, the um, you were talking before about the the film uh, where it was uh, stars at noon, where it was set in the it was set in the current times, but the book was set in the eighties. Mm. There there is uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, we've had a uh, you know different. Uh, movies set in different time frames, like the uh, World War Two time frame for Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, we had the eighties for um, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. um, but they're yet to do a, a Fantastic Four film. And there was rumours coming out that they are planning on setting the Fantastic Four film in the nineteen sixties, because the um, the Fantastic Four comic uh, was originally that was when it was created. It was right. in the sixties. Which is kind of interesting because you're, uh, you know, you'll be you know casting obviously you know modern day actors uh, to to do the sh- the movie in the sixties, and it leads to the question: Do those characters age to in current times be uh, age appropriate? Which I mean, because if you were in the sixties, just say you're, it was like um, sixty five, mm. uh, and you were twenty in sixty five. Um, then you'd be what? How old would you be now? Is that 60, 70, 80, 90, uh, 100, 10, 20, uh, 60, about 70? So, yeah, you, you wouldn't, it's not going to be, you're not going to have 70 year old actors no. playing the Fantastic Four. Um, so, I'm thinking that they'll do the Fantastic Four in the 60s, but somehow those characters are going to have to get from the 60s to the current times if they want to have a big, massive endgame kind of a situation. Right. Yeah. But I yes, think that, that could, yeah. But, I mean, they, they could do that, yeah. you know. I think it would be fun. <laughs> I think it would be fun to, like, have a, uh, you know, a superhero movie, mm. you know, set in the, the 60s. Because you're talking, like, you know, all the, the you know, flower Swing power. Swinging 60s. Swing, all, that, all that stuff, baby. It's all Austin Imagine Powers. if they did it in the 20s. They could have, like, the whole... 
What's the flappers? Flappers, thank you. They could do that. The they, Charleston. They could have like no booze. Exactly. <laughs> that, no, I, I like the sixties. I think the sixties are fun. I think mm. the fashion is fun. Mm. Uh, I like all of that. So uh, yeah, and I really enjoyed. Um, they did Wonder Woman eighty eighty. What was the Wonder Woman one where the, they set that in the eighties? I think it was Wonder Woman in the eighties, just like, something like that. But yeah. that that was fun. I enjoyed yeah. that. I like going back, and I think you're right. You mentioned earlier that they don't have to worry about the internet or iPhones or just stuff like that that you don't even think about, but it is present in the films. So I like the I like the nostalgia of it as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be cool. And they'd have some, you know, uh, funky kind of uh, outfits and stuff like that. So They could have a lot of fun with the fashion. Yes, yeah. Mm. Apparently the, um, uh, there was, there was rumours today, speaking about Wonder Woman, that came out that, uh, that DC's kind of done with the, the story that they've been doing with Wonder Woman. Um, oh, yeah, it's on hold, right? Yeah, but, I mean, I'm not surprised. I think now that you've got... You know, new people who are taking over in, in James Gunn and um, the other gentleman who I really should remember his name. Um, they, they, I'm not surprised that they're looking at what was planned mm. and deciding, well, what, we, what are we going to do and what are we going to, you know, not do and, and what should we do now? Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they, they'll be foolish not to keep Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman because she does such a, she's so, so synonymous with the character mm. and if she wants to keep playing it. You just keep piling on those bucket loads of cash and Absolutely. just keep hiring her. And I she's... think people would be so upset if, if she didn't come back. Yeah. But um, it's Wonder Woman 1984. 84, 84, yeah. <laughs> I, Ezra Miller you can can recast. Go, oh, go right sure. ahead. I think we're done with him. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's I, I think, like, you know, Wonder Woman, you know, keep, keep her, uh, you know, uh, keeping um, uh, uh, Aquaman. Um, mm. oh God, I'm just blanking on his name. Um, uh, Jason. Jason Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, keep Jason Momoa as Aquaman. He's great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, they, they've, they've got some good characters in there. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they actually do with the, the DC universe and uh, whether they continue on with what they've got or they just scrap everything and start from scratch. You never know. We, we'll have to wait and see how that all, that all turns out. Um, yeah, so it's uh, – I'm just – I can't believe this is th- Thursday. So we've got this Thursday, then there's next Thursday, and then the Thursday afterwards is the last Thursday before Christmas. Oh, it's mind-boggling. That's like two weeks How ago. did we get to this point yet again? I know. Uh, it goes very quick. But uh, and it, it's so different this year because I think people are slowly returning to that travel point of view. Yes. Whereas the last few years it, it's been, you know, you just knew that everybody was going to be here for Christmas. Mm. But, you know, I think Christmas is always fun and, you know, we always have the really awesome Boxing Day releases and it's a good opportunity to um, catch up on things that you you need to watch on TV. Like, I, I tried to give Wednesday a go on Netflix and yeah. I watched the first episode. So, look, I think it's something I'm going to continue with. It mm. didn't capture me the way that I, I thought based on all the hype. Mm. But, uh, you know, there's still time and I think I just need to – I think I just keep thinking, oh, my God, you're such a spoiled brat. (laughs) And – but I don't know. But you've seen the entire thing. So you obviously yeah, enjoyed it. I, I did. It's like, have you watched uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? I did watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch and I really enjoyed how 
dark it was. Mm. It was so much darker than I anticipated. I did lose interest. I didn't end up watching the entire thing, but I really enjoyed what I watched. Mm. And it's something I'd probably return to. So maybe Wednesday I just need to invest a little bit more time. It's kind of got – I found uh, it had that same kind of feel because initially – I was kind of hoping for it to just be an Adams Family show where Wednesday was more the focus. But it uh, turned out because she's at Nevermore Academy that it's a purely Wednesday focused show with occasional drop-ins from the rest of the Adams Family. Yeah, and that's what I thought going in. It's going to be Adams Family, but yeah, more of a focus Mm. on Wednesday. But yeah, no, it didn't. But it's, uh, I think... Because of that, the one character you kind of know going in is Wednesday Adams. Mm-hmm. So you know what she's supposed to be like, how she's supposed to act, what she's supposed to yeah. do. Uh, you've also got Thing as well there, which is the severed hand. Yes. Uh, and he, well, can you gender a hand? I don't know. It looks like a male hand, but anyway. Um, <laughs> you never know these days. Yeah, true, true. Um, so it, uh, no, that's that's another character. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thing is, is it, it, does it appear? Uh, I think it is referenced, but, oh, but never appear. never appears. Mm. Um, the But Thing is, you know, great. I mean, the, the way, um, you know, the, going from being just a hand in the box yeah. to being what it is now, uh, it's just, uh, just amazing. It's, mm. uh, it's really good. But um, the... Then, then you introduce the new characters there. Like her roommate is the polar opposite of, of Wednesday. Yes. And like you know, Wednesday's allergic to colour and she's just blo- exploding with colour. Um, it's kind of like she's kind of like a, a more sedate Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, but the, and then you've got the Academy itself where it's like a Hogwarts but for creatures. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there's just lots of stuff to love in there. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie is the, the headmistress. Uh, Christina Ricci as the, the dorm mother kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's got a mystery there. It's kind of like, oh, there's a monster. And it's kind of like, who's the monster? You know, it's, yeah. like, it's got a Buffy kind of feel to it. Yeah. So, but when, Wednesday is a sardonic character. Mm-hmm. Um, she is so um, dry, and you know she's they they, they do play up the, the the morbid aspects to her because she's always been this person who's in, been into death and autopsies and all that kind of stuff. So as the show progresses, they do play into that a bit more. But I think in the, the very first episode, you know, you show just how extreme she is by dumping a pile of piranhas into that a was swimming pool. Pretty cool, I do admit. That's yeah. pretty cool. I think I, I will grow to enjoy this and like it. I think I just need to invest a little bit more time into it because, you know, I've only watched the first episode. So I think if I were to continue, I'll enjoy it um, more and more. So I'm, I'm going to keep going, see how we go. Yeah, no, it's I think it's uh, yeah, a, a great show and, uh, um, yeah, just – it's uh, I jump jump in there and uh, and enjoy it and it's got a great Danny Elfman score because it's Tim Burton of course um, and but it's not I don't think it's over the top Tim Burtony like you know sometimes you can watch something and it feels like Tim Burton's just slapping you in your face for the whole yeah. thing this one he's kind of toned it down yeah. Um, the fact there's no Helena Bonham Carter or Johnny Depp in there is, is a, a clear indication that he's managed no to rein himself in. From those two. <laughs> no, <laughs> somewhere that we haven't seen yet. Well, but. I mean, you've got you got a Adam's Family film, a yeah. TV show. And it's kind of like, um, all right, he he, he must have had to just stop himself from going Gomez, Johnny Depp. No, no, no. I will <laughs> cast somebody else. Louise Goodman, Louise Goodman. Yeah, we'll do that. Mm. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, it's um, I I, I do like I do like and do like going. When you go back in later episodes and you see the young Morticia and Gomez, 
you're going, I would like to see the stories of young Morticia and Gomez. So there's potential there for a spin-off well, you or could an do, origin story. You could do an mm. origin story. I mean, there's... Uh, um, recently, um, uh, Rob Zombie did a a movie, uh, t- uh, like a movie for uh, not Netflix, for some other streaming service mm. of the Monsters. So he, his version of the Monsters. Now his movies are generally kind of like very violent and gore fest, but this one he played it as straight as you possibly can mm. but it turned out to be a really terrible film I haven't actually watched it myself I want to watch it uh, I love the monsters I want to see this yeah. uh, I've seen it but not with the sound up um, and uh, he, he, he had this uh, uh, movie and uh, it just didn't didn't quite work but that was the meeting of um, Herman and Lily mm. so it, I, I could definitely see you could do a show of the meeting of Morticia and Gomez, their love story. Yeah. Because you you just have to think back to the TV show and like every every time you go, Tish, that's French. And these, these are just two people that are so into yeah. each other. I would love to see where that started. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Wednesday. I, I look forward to more seasons and I honestly hope that they do more like, you know, get deep deeper into the uh, the Adams family uh, oeuvre and and we get to see um, see more uh, TV shows and movies uh, coming out of this uh, spinning out of Wednesday love it I'm looking forward to continuing it and seeing where I how I end up liking it or not <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm uh, gonna quickly see if I can find a, a, a three minute song uh, so that quizzy can set up to start on start on the uh, the, the crate digging um, and <laughs> it's so hard to pick a song because there's so many options. There is, but uh, I've uh, found one of my, my favourite songs uh, from Aqua. Um, it's, a, it's an oldie but a goodie. Uh, it's uh, Dr Jones and uh, we will be back next week uh, with talking about Boxing Day releases. Boxing Day releases it <laughs> is. See you then. Tune in. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.